Before we start today's episode, there's something important for agencies seeking a reliable way to attract new business, especially during busy periods. I want to introduce you to Leaflow Sprint. It's an eight-week program that simplifies your marketing and consistently attracts the attention of potential clients without requiring a massive marketing budget or external sales teams. With my 17 years of experience in aiding agencies to gain visibility in new clients, this program offers a practical and effective approach to lead generation. Forget about unpredictable leads and embrace a method that works across different agency sizes. And if you're keen to learn more, you need to visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. Now let's get into today's episode. Hiring is a skill. It's like marketing. It's like finance. You can learn it over time. And if you do enough trial and error, like I did, I spent years doing trial and error, making every mistake that you possibly could. Uh, One day you will probably figure it out. But I want to offer people a way to skip all of that, to save time and get a system that's proven to hire rockstar VAs. You're listening to Caffeine Espresso, a podcast series that delves into the way we grow design businesses. I'm Shala Telis-Maldari, founder at Caffeine, a new business and marketing company for Agency World. And every other week, I'll be interviewing a guest, taking your questions, or delving deep into a topic that clients struggle with, and generally try to make growing your agency feel more achievable and less like a job that keeps getting pushed off the to-do list. It's an excuse for me to pick the brains of some of the people I most admire and address topics that pique my interest, like how not to feel yucky in the sales role, what do clients want from their new agency, and how not to spend half your studio resources each month on new business. This is a podcast that combines the little things and the big things, because as you know, managing an agency is made up of both. Today, I'm lucky to speak to Nathan Hirsch. Nathan is an outsourcing and processes expert. He helps six to seven figure online business owners get their time back and grow with virtual assistants and processes. In short, he's on a mission to help busy online entrepreneurs get more done whilst working less. Previously CEO and founder of FreeUp, a platform that connects businesses of all shapes and sizes with top freelancers across the world, Nate has now exited the company and founded a new business. Through OutsourceSchool.com, Nate now helps other hardworking business owners with proven systems and playbooks for busy entrepreneurs to hire reliable rockstar virtual assistants and create great processes. Maybe, like me, you read this four-hour work week and thought the concept of working less and earning more was a mythical paradise that wasn't applicable to you. But I've experienced otherwise. I've worked with Nate when he was still at FreeUp to build my remote team. That's allowed me to scale up my business whilst having a family. So without further ado, over to Nate. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Um, We've been in contact uh, a few times over maybe the last seven years, and I was really pleased to see that you've moved on to Pastures New from FreeUp, which is where we originally met. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, So I wondered if you can tell me a little bit about your journey and how you started using virtual support, just as a background to the audience. Yeah. So I started off of buying and selling textbooks in college and that led me to Amazon, which led me to learning how to drop ship on Amazon. And as my dropshipping business was growing, 
I had to start hiring people. My, my days were getting too crazy. I was working too many hours. I couldn't keep up with demand. And so I started off hiring college kids and they proved to be pretty unreliable. And then I tried hiring people in the US and I made a lot of bad hiring decisions. People didn't take me seriously as a, a 20 year old entrepreneur. So I kind of got into the, the VA space out of necessity. I mean, I needed help. I, I couldn't find reliable help around me. I, I hired my first virtual assistant. She was a rock star. Uh, my VAs I hired after that were not as good, but, but I kind of saw the potential there that if I, I could figure out how to hire virtual assistants properly, that I would have affordable talent at my disposal to help scale any business I, I want going forward. So I, I spent years figuring out a really good system, a system that I now teach at Outsource School. And once I finally figured it out, that's when my life changed, both for my Amazon business, where I ended up selling over $25 million on Amazon and growing free up, which ended up being an eight-figure business completely run by virtual assistants. But yeah, I, I kind of got into it just out of necessity. Absolutely. And so on that point, it feels new to some industries, but others have been using virtual support for years and years. So what industries have you seen work um, best remotely and any learnings from them that you can share? Yeah, it's funny. And I don't know what industry got into it first. I, I think the e-commerce industry was the first industry that I saw really adapt to it. Like when we started free up, we were going after Amazon sellers and Shopify sellers, Walmart sellers, stuff like that. And I mean, now with Outsource School, we get real estate agents, we get coaches, we have some this guy, a member who owns a photo booth company. I remember with free up, there was a sushi restaurant down the street in my gym. They were a client, they were hiring virtual assistants. So it's kind of expanded outside of even the, the digital world where brick and mortar stores, especially during the time of COVID and a pandemic are like, all right, we don't need to have every single person in the office or living a, a town away. We can get our social media done by a VA in the Philippines or get our bookkeeping done or have a, a developer in India run our website. So it, it, it's kind of cool just kind of seeing the evolution of that. And so on that, who should consider VA support? Um, who do you think is, is it for everybody? Is there anybody who it's not appropriate for? I really think it is for everyone. I mean, if you're a new entrepreneur, you probably can't afford to hire a US person and you can hire a VA for five hours a week, 25 bucks a week, five bucks an hour and get six and a half weeks back a year. If you're a, a bigger company, there's no reason why you can't have a, a non-US team to support your US team. And I know plenty of members of Outsource School have uh, those hybrid teams that work together where they say, hey, that this US employee that I'm paying $70,000 a year, I want to make sure that he's doing $70,000 a year work at all times. I don't want him to be doing $5 an hour work two hours a day. So let's get him an assistant. Let's get every employee an assistant. So there's so many creative ways to go about it. And I mean, if you're in 2020 and, and you're running a business and you're not using virtual assistants, your competitors probably are, and you're losing out on a really good competitive advantage. Absolutely. And I first came across Freya when you were there, when I had an e-commerce company. Um, and I think probably I heard about you through another podcast. Uh, I think maybe Steve Chu years and years ago. Um, and I actually had two businesses at the time. I had my own e-commerce company and I also had a consultancy. And actually it was a consultancy that I used Freya for that felt more appropriate to me. And the thing that really shocked me was in previously in other jobs, I've been pretty bad at delegating to people because it was really hard to manage them. But the thing that really forced my hand when it came to virtual assistants was 
I recorded myself, kind of like we're doing here, using Zoom, recording my screen, doing something, me narrating through it. And that was effectively a training manual to hand over to that person that they can watch and watch again, safe in the knowledge, safe, me safe in the knowledge that they're going to be repeating the task to the standard that I would do it. And maybe even add something else to the table if that's something they've already done. So uh, I think that traditionally virtual assistants has maybe had a bit of a bad rap because everybody thinks it's $5 people, um, $5 an hour people who aren't very skilled, who um, you're going to really need to nanny. But there are some incredibly talented people around and incredibly, um, what's the word? Uh, they they're really good at listening and asking the right questions because communication is at the core of virtual assistants and that's really helped support me and my business do you have anything to add to that yeah i mean at outdoor school we're teaching advanced strategies we're, we're not necessarily teaching how what everyone else is doing where you just find a a robot to just repeat back and do this data entry yeah. work over and over i mean don't get me wrong there's certain entrepreneurs that need that and if you've never hired a virtual system before we'll start with a small task and help you get five hours a week back but we use virtual assistants to do Zoom calls with our clients. When people join Outsource School, they get on a Zoom call with my VA, Grace, who's an absolute rock star. She can answer questions. She can problem solve. She can think. She can explain everything that we do. She's gone through our material. And we we're even hiring right now a sales VA to talk to people before they even sign up for Outsource School. They answer their questions um, to, to make sure the membership is right for them. We've got VAs that do quality assurance on our software. These are really high level stuff that some data entry virtual assistant probably couldn't do. And yeah, you're, you're still in that five to $10 an hour range. I mean, my VA, Anna, who's a team leader who manages my entire VA team, does Zoom calls with clients, run meetings with other VAs. She costs $8 an hour. So we're still in the same ballpark, but I, I try to get people out of the mentality that you can only hire virtual assistants for, for lower level tasks. That, that's just not true. I mean, even when we sold free up, we had a 35 person rock star full-time remote team in the Philippines doing all aspects of the business. They were billing our clients $200,000 a week and handling any returns or issues that came up, handling complex customer service issues, running our marketing, our social media. So the possibility is endless. You can start small and build up from there and, and eventually get them to do any parts of your business that, that you want. It's really good to hear you talk a bit about that. And I think um, that's an inspiration to me to reconsider how I'm using assistance in my business and depend a little bit more on uh, my wonderful assistant, Marion, um, who definitely has the qualifications to be doing a lot more than I'm currently giving her. She's <laughs> figuring out which bits I can offload, but maybe Outsource School can help me with that. So um, absolutely. I need to consider. Um, so I guess we've addressed it a little bit in the previous question, but what do you think are the most effective ways to use um, virtual assistants? Are there any easy tasks to be able to hand off initially just to kind of get started or start considering this as an option? Yeah, so I, I kind of like to break it down into first, you need to learn how to hire, right? And we teach people how to interview, onboard, train and manage so that you're just consistently hiring rock stars. Any person that you hire is going to be a rock star going forward. And that's a good thing to have. You don't want to be crossing your fingers, just hoping that this hire works out. You want to know 99% that they are. And once you get in the position where you're constantly hiring rock stars whenever you want, whenever you need someone, then the question becomes, do I want to focus on tasks that get me my time and my focus back? Or do I want to focus on tasks that actually 
have the potential to grow my business. And I'll give you some examples. So we have a, a, a lot of different playbooks, SOPs, standard operating procedures that we give to our members once they learn the fundamentals and stuff like having a VA run your inbox, run your calendar, do your bookings, uh, do your bookkeeping, do your customer service. These are all things that, that don't necessarily make you money, although you could argue that a good customer service could make you money in some way, but they're there so that you're not spending the time on tasks that you shouldn't be doing as the owner of your business. And that I can wake up every day and a VA has already cleared out my inbox before I even wake up so that I can hit the ground running and start on my most important task without spending an hour in my inbox. Now, the flip of that is we hire virtual assistants and our members hire virtual assistants to actually grow their business. This is stuff like lead generation, getting me on podcasts like this one, uh, partnerships, joint ventures, and all this stuff can be run with virtual assistants. Now, anytime you're dealing with sales, not everything works out, right? You might email 100 leads and, and two of them convert, but you get the virtual assistants better and better and better over time. And you have all this stuff running in the background of your business. So there, there's no right or wrong here. You can do one, you can do the other, you could do both at the same time, but that's kind of the fun and the potential of virtual assistants. And, and again, it's very low risk. Like what's, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you if you have a VA do podcast outreach for you? The podcast hosts are going to say, sorry, we don't want you on our show. Like that's the absolute worst case. You're going to lose a small amount of money and you'll probably learn from it and get better over time. And if you use our system, that, that probably won't happen to you anyway. So the, you kind of have to get in the mentality of learn the fundamentals and then figure out, do I need my time back or do I need to Absolutely. grow my business? And that really speaks to me because the hour prior to our phone call, I spent researching email automation software because I just hit a roadblock with my current software and I was about to turn my hair out. I should have just outsourced that <laughs> to my assistant and got her to do the research and spending an hour instead of spending an hour going slightly mental. So um, just while you're speaking, I'm making a mental uh, review of everything I've done today and think about what I could have handed over to somebody. Um, so how do you recommend getting started? I guess you're going to say outsource school. So I'm really keen to hear about what the initial steps are and, and how you kind of go forward with clients. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of VA places out there. And if people want to go hire a VA, go find one of those. Um, and, and free up's a good place to start as well. Um, but what we want to do is offer people a, a way to skip the trial and error. I mean, hiring is a skill. It's like marketing. It's like finance. You can learn it over time. And if you do enough trial and error, like I did, I spent years doing trial and error, making every mistake that you possibly could, uh, one day you will probably figure it out. But I want to offer people a way to skip all of that, to save time and get a system that's proven to hire rockstar VAs, a system that's proven to do it quickly without having to do hours and hours of interviews, save you time by giving you all my SOPs that are already built and good to go. And we give, we provide new ones every single month. Um, and, and also reduce the, the issues that come up, the turnover, the, 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 miscommunications. We have support, community, live coaching, all of that. So if people are interested, go to outsourceschool.com. You can even grab a free trial and meet with one of my rockstar VAs, talk to them, see what it's like to, to work with a rockstar VA. And we'd love to, to help you skip ahead. How much do these VAs like being described as rock stars? I bet they absolutely love it. 
Yeah, yeah. We just did a culture. So we do a culture meeting uh, every other week and they could not be more excited about Outsource School. They love it. They love all the projects. Today was all about brainstorming the long-term vision of Outsource School. So we get our VAs to, to buy in. We want to be their favorite clients. And, and, and it's really fun just seeing all that come together, which eventually just leads to a better experience for our members. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, yes, it's me again. I'm sponsoring my own podcast because, well, I can. And I'm going to take a good guess that you're tuning in because you want to grow your design agency to the next level. So I just wanted to let you know about the Caffeine Free 5-Day Mini Course. In this fantastic and, don't I mention it, free training, you'll get an email a day for five days jam-packed full of simple strategies that will give you the courage and confidence to grow your design business. Just go to caffeine.club, that's K-A-F-F-E-N.club and hit get started to get access. Thanks for listening. Um, so how do you know when you found the right fit when it comes to an assistant? Should it just feel natural? What, 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 is, what are the identifiers of a rock star VA? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you want to just go into the logistics of it, people that hit due dates, due times, accomplish things. What I, what I really look for is people that um, take ownership of the task because yeah. I want to give someone a standard operating procedure and I want them to own it. I want them to make it better over time. Our processes are going to change. Like any startup, your process get better and better and better. I don't want to go in and have to update every standard operating procedure. And we actually have a software called Simply SOP that makes it very easy to update, to update it. And you can get that separately or it's actually included in Outsource School. But once we give access to our VA, they're in charge of the SOP. When we update something, it's their job to update it. If they come across a way to make it better, we want to hear it. We don't want them to just be a robot that just does it because we told them to. So that's what we really look like. And VAs like Anna, who's on our team, Grace is on our team, Andrew's on our team, they own their task. They own their team. And, and that's really what the, the end goal is anytime you hire VAs. There's something about that that also strikes me as just an excellent way for more analog companies who've never used um, remote assistants, have a very physical kind of in-person team, just to take inspiration from. I remember being part of a company who at one point reviews uh all the ways that they worked and started rewriting playbooks under operating operating procedures and it was a huge task and the thought of kind of doing that and updating it throughout having it codified so that if somebody moves on or takes maternity leave or you know has a leave of absence because of illness or something you can literally hand that standard operating procedure over to somebody else it's like an insurance policy for your business um yeah, I mean, SOPs are everything, right? Like if we went to sell free up and the owner said, how does customer service work? And we said, oh, don't worry, Jane and customer service knows how to do it or it's in my head, I'll teach you. Like they're not buying that business. They wanna see actual systems, actual processes, who does what, when in every single situation. And you're right, it is an insurance policy too. Even if you're not trying to sell your business, it protects you against turnover. It protect, it allows you to, to actually grow a team. Like we hired Anna to run my inbox. She uh, she proved to us that she was just way too good to run our inbox. So we made her a team leader. We hired someone else, gave them that SOP that Anna had made better. And it was just faster to train that new person. And the result of that was we had a, a even better person in our inbox and a, now a team leader. So it allows you that kind of scalability. Absolutely. So um, can you give us some clues of what not to do with virtual sports? 
Yeah, what not to do with virtual support. <laughs> do, as, in, yeah. as in ways not to treat people and tasks that possibly can't be addressed with virtual assistants. One of the big mistakes I see is that people don't tell the VAs the why. Why are we doing this task? They just hand them over, hey, do these steps every single day. And the VA has no motivation. They don't know why they're doing it. They don't know what success and failure looks like. So we like to have the VAs buy in and understand what we're trying to build, what we're trying to accomplish, how that small task impacts the bigger picture of, in my case, what we're trying to do uh, with Outsource School. Obviously, any kind of talking down to VAs, making them feel like their job is easy. Whenever I hear a client tell a VA that their job is easy, I always cringe a little bit. Um, that, that doesn't help in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and try that clarity is so important because a lot of clients don't know what they want. And we try to make everything as black and white as possible. And, and that's one of the keys to just having success. And when you allow that gray area in the middle, that's where a lot of things can go wrong. I think there's also a lot of opportunity to learn from um, your assistants themselves. My current assistant, Marion, she's really good at repeating the task back to me and confirming that that's what I wanted to do and, and understanding what the motivation is behind that. And sometimes her repeating that back helped to clarify it to me and um, reminds me that I need to be clearer with the objective or um, just makes me reconsider whether we need to be doing that in the first place. So I think it the better the two-way relationship is, the better the communication. There's actually a lot to be learned from um, having a virtual team, just like there is from having a physical in-person team, um, but perhaps more because communication has to be clearer. Um, so that's just my learning from it. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I love you said the confirming back. That's something that we teach our members. Like whenever I send an email to my VA to book me on this podcast, they don't just do it. They do it and then respond to the email saying done. So you always know that you yeah. get confirmation on whatever's happening. Absolutely. Um, is there any, any innovation happening in this space that you're excited about? Is there anything to kind of watch out for? Yeah, I mean, software, like like Simply SOP, we're excited about. We haven't really loved any of the softwares out there for creating and sharing SOPs. And we're hoping to that this is just the first of many different tools that we come out with. So I think a combination uh, of virtual assistants plus software is really the key to growing businesses. And entrepreneurs that, that realize that have a, have a step ahead. I just wondered if you've got anything to add about um, people specifically in agencies, because my audience are majority of design agencies majority are based in the uk uh the majority are under 10 people um so they really need to work hard and the the thing that's interesting about them most of them are companies that have been founded by creative people so designers and they're suddenly when they found a design agency they're in the position of a uh, rainmaker you know sales new business something they've not really done before and aren't necessarily comfortable with but uh so it's a steep learning curve is there um are there any experiences you've had with similar industries or similar roles that you can kind of give some uh, some background to how they might take inspiration <laughs> So the biggest, here's my biggest tip with agencies. And you have to remember there's three different types of levels of people that you can hire. You can hire followers who are there to follow your systems, your processes, that's virtual assistants, and you should be hiring those. But there's also doers and experts. Experts bring their own systems, their own processes, their own strategy. If you're hiring an expert and you're an agency, you're either doing hiring like a consultant for your company, or you're just hiring expert that you can white label um, systems to or white label jobs to. And you have to then figure out what is the actual value add that you're adding. Uh, you're not just taking the work and handing it to someone else and handing it back to the client. But the real key to the agency is those doers, the middle level, 
These are the graphic designers, the writers, the video editors. You're not teaching a graphic designer how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're there to do that one task at a high level. And what you don't want to fall into the habit of as an agency is just every time you need a graphic design project, having to go interview a graphic designer, every time you need a video editor, having to go interview. So the way that you avoid that is you over time build a Rolodex of reliable doers that you can go to. I have a Slack group of three video editors. Whenever I have a project, I throw it in the Slack group. Whoever can get to it first says, hey, I can. They give me a due date, due time, and I either approve it or I see if anyone else can get it done faster. Now, the key is there's no such thing as on-call and urgent. I'm not throwing something in the chat and say, hey, I need you guys to drop what you're doing right now and do this. People aren't going to want to work with you if you do that. And if you have a business that's constantly requiring on-call and urgent work, you need to either re-examine your business model or hire someone more uh, just like, like set hours, like 20 hours a week yeah. or something more consistent. And so now there can be exceptions. Like if, I, if I'm giving the, these graphic designers or video editors a lot of work and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm so sorry. Like today, can you get to this early? Sorry to put you in a tight bind. Maybe they'll be nice and do that for me here and there, but I can't be consistently throwing work at them. So one of the best tools you can have for your agency is by building up this Rolodex of just reliable people that you can go to people that, you know, will follow directions, hit due dates, hit due times. And that's going to allow you to make your agency very scalable without having to hire full-time or even 20 hour week people. That's really interesting. And as you're talking, I'm thinking of a conversation that comes up frequently with my clients who are really high level creatives. But when it comes to after they've done the really exciting conceptual part of a project, there's a lot of execution of the design across multiple touch points and they do need to be directing that. There's a lot of um, legwork that could be done by somebody uh, more junior because of the size of those agencies. They don't necessarily have that person internally and that might be a time they use assistance. Equally at the other end of the scale, um, the, the other end of the client relationship, I'm advising them on how to create systems to win new clients. And once that's working well, I really encourage them to automate it and then hand it off to an assistant like I do to manage the day to day. So you're literally dealing with the inbound phone calls and leaving them much more time to do the stuff that they actually enjoy. So um, I think there's at least two key areas that they could be using remote assistance for um, within these kind of businesses. Absolutely. So, unless you have anything else to add, uh, can you tell us a bit about where people can find you and who should get in touch? Yeah. So anyone can connect with me on social media, Nathan Hirsch on Facebook or LinkedIn, real Nate Hirsch on Instagram or Twitter. You can go to outsource school. We've got a bunch of free magnets for you, stuff like our VA calculator, free trials, go check it out. And um, yeah, appreciate you for, for having me on. Thank you so much, Nate. Um, yeah, fantastic to be speak to, to speak to you finally uh, in person. We've chatted a lot on uh, Skype over uh, message, but uh, never spoken to each other face to face. So thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. So here's where we're going to call it quits for today. You've been listening to Caffeine Espresso with me, Charlotte Ellis Moldari. Join me again in a couple of weeks for more actionable tips on how to make growing your agency feel more achievable and less like a job that keeps getting pushed off the to-do list. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe on Spotify so you can enjoy more episodes out every other Monday. And if you can't wait till then, head to caffeine.club where you can find a growing wealth of free resources and advice to help you grow your design business. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen in. And until next time, keep at it. 
Because if there's one thing I know for sure, is that the world needs more creative problem solvers like you. Just before we wrap up, I want to touch on a crucial opportunity for your agency's growth. As a creative agency, your primary focus should be on delivering exceptional work, not getting bogged down in sales and marketing. And that's where the lead flow sprint comes in. It's an eight-week program designed to streamline your lead generation process, bringing in a steady flow of potential clients to you. No more struggling with the ups and downs of trying to gain the attention of new business. Our program includes hands-on support, including direct input on your copywriting, ensuring a bespoke approach to your lead generation needs. No more feeling stuck in the feast or famine cycle. Our real-time support, including direct feedback on tasks like copywriting, helps you to bid farewell to inconsistently and embrace a lead generation system that's tailored to your unique needs. Visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra.